0: And hello to you and welcome to the Richard Nichols podcast, the personal development podcast series that's here to help inspire, educate and motivate you to be the best you can be. I'm psychotherapist Richard Nichols, and this is episode 198. It's titled Nature. And if you're ready, we'll start the show. All right, you butts. It's the middle of May, and that means it's Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK, a week-long promotion from the Mental Health Foundation. And this year, their focus has been on nature, experiencing it, sharing it, and, of course, talking about it. So if you don't already follow me on social media, if you use it, please do. I'll, I'll add links into the show notes. They're always there. They're on my website as well, though. I know, you can just find me. I use Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. If you follow me on there, you can have a nosy at some of the posts that I've uh, already put up this week about how the natural world can influence our mental health, if you like, and maybe do something of your own to help spread the word. The reason for this is because there's been tons of research over the years that's shown the importance of experiencing and appreciating the natural world. But I don't want it to be just for one week. I don't want people to only consider that there is more to life than concrete and offices for just a few days and then go back to what they were doing and how they were feeling for the other fifty-one weeks of the year. If you read my book, and if you haven't, I have a book out. You might not have known that. It's called Fifteen Minutes to Happiness. Go get a copy from the library, or even buy one if you want. No matter what you do, leave a review. Well, if you liked it, leave a review. If you didn't like it, keep your opinions to yourself. But, quick spoiler, if you haven't read it yet, the foundations to the book are not just about the the quick, short-term tricks and tips to boost your happiness in the moment. And I get that's what people want. We're in a world of instant grab glue and streaming immediate film rentals and fast food. We want to know how to put things right now. We want to boost our mood right now. And although there are things you can do, obviously, otherwise the book wouldn't make any sense. But for long lasting permanent changes, especially if we have some form of depression, it might take a whole new mindset, a whole new perspective on the world. It might mean going against everything that society has suggested is, is the so-called right way to live. I know it doesn't look like it, and I hope I'm not being naive here. But governments don't want us to be unhappy. I know it looks like it sometimes, but they they don't. But the thing is, they want funds and that comes from taxes and that comes from us spending and earning money. And until that changes, and even after that, we need to compensate for it because there is always going to be businesses and people subtly trying to tell you that your life isn't good enough unless you buy something. You'll be missing out on something emotionally valuable if you don't have a Sky TV subscription and Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus. Oh, and Crunchyroll, if you like your anime. And that's nothing compared to the extra car on the drive, yet there's nothing in the fridge. And I'll tell you all this because the natural world doesn't cost us anything, but it's always there and has the potential to make us feel so much better than having an extra car on the drive would. But if we don't know how good the natural world is for us, then we won't take advantage of it, because we'll carry on assuming that we need a new iPad instead, and we'll be looking in all the wrong places to improve our mental health. So I'm really glad that the Mental Health Foundation chose nature as their thing for this year, because it's got the potential to open up a whole new world for people, and with it a whole new perspective. And this isn't anything new, to be honest. It's been studied for decades. Mark Berman is probably one character that has watched over a few of these studies. Hello, Mark, if you're listening. He doesn't listen. Why would he? He's an associate professor in the Department of Psychology at the University of Chicago. But he's worked in other places over the years. He gets involved in the cognition, social and integrative neuroscience programmes. Seems quite a clued up guy. And back in 2008, he headed up a team that published a really interesting article in the journal Psychological Science. It was simply called The Cognitive Benefits of Interacting with Nature. And had this amazing introduction, which I plagiarized once for an episode about exercise a few years ago. The intro to this this journal article went like this: Imagine a therapy that had no known side effects, was readily available and could improve your cognitive functioning at zero cost. Such a therapy has been known to philosophers, writers, and laypeople alike, interacting with nature! <laughs> And it really tickled me. I don't know why. Uh, Maybe my stupid sort of voiceover thing in my head sort of made it funny. Um, But these studies wanted to look at the cognitive benefits of walking in different places with a mood test and some memory tests. And we already know that any exercise, even if it's just walking relatively normally, not running or jogging, just going for a walk, it's likely to improve our brain power. So if you get half of the participants to walk around a park for three miles, well, 2.8, 2.8 miles to be specific, and then you ask the other half to go for a 2.8-mile walk around the town, they could compare how they scored on what's called a backwards digit span test. No, backwards digit span task, that was it. And you hear a series of numbers, and then you have to repeat them back, but backwards. And the sequences get longer and longer, up to nine digits in length. So they had a maximum possible score of 14 and they would do it before they walked. And then again, an hour later when they got back and whether they'd walked in the park or they'd walked along a high street, their scores went up. But here's the clever thing. They asked them to come back a month later and do it again, but they assigned them to the other walk so they could do a proper comparison. Turns out that, yes, walking does improve your score, does improve your cognitive function but only by half as much if you do it downtown compared to the exact distance walking around a park. In one group, the average only went up by half a point when walking in a town, but went up by one and a half points when around the park. So it gave them three times the benefit. And I know it doesn't sound like much, being able to remember a six-digit number instead of a five-digit number, but it shows that something is going on, that either... The inclusion of the natural world, or the exclusion of a concrete and car-filled one, is good for us. And evolutionary psychologists would be rolling their eyes if we thought any different. Of course being in nature is going to be good for us. We fell down from the trees and probably lived underneath them for many millions of years. And they did this experiment again a couple of years later, only they recruited people who had mild to severe depression so they could see if there were any effects there. It was thought that spending time walking anywhere could induce rumination, make them think about their problems more and not be very beneficial at all, either for mood or memory, in somebody who has depression. So this time, as well as the memory task and a mood test, they also asked people before they went for the walk to think about what they described as an unresolved negative autobiographical event to prime some rumination. Not normally a very nice thing to do with somebody with depression. Ask them to think about something that's gone wrong in their life and hasn't been resolved. But turns out that even if you've been primed for negativity first, going for a walk in nature still improves your sense of well-being to a higher level than it was before the rumination. Even if, whilst they were walking, they were still thinking about their problems. Now, as before... This went up even if they were walking around the town, but nowhere near as much as it did when they were walking around the park. So we know that our environment has a massive part to play in why movement is good for us. But these same people also did a study where the participants weren't moving. Instead, they were just looking at pictures of nature or pictures of an urban environment. And they found the same thing, that just being primed to think about nature was enough to improve mood and memory. But when primed to think about an urban environment, there were no increases at all. So it's all about nature. And there have been loads of other studies over the years. Chris Ives from the University of Nottingham put together a massive analysis a couple of years ago with loads of psychometric assessments and personal interviews, all showing the same results, that a connection with nature is vital. And if you go back a year or so to that very first lockdown at the end of March last year, anecdotally, one of the best ways that people said they got through it was because they were able to get out and go for a walk along the miles and miles of public footpaths that are around us and canal side walks and rivers, even running through cities. We've got canals and rivers and trees and green spaces, birds and other wildlife. And I highly recommend you include experiencing these things into your life. Not every day, but as often as you can, make time for it. Weekly would be great, but just do what you can. I follow this amazing Twitter account. Actually, there's two that jump out at me. One is a guy called Nick Ray, who lives in Tobermory and makes these Gorgeous videos as he kayaks around the Isle of Mull. Nick has had some severe bouts of depression in the past, and I think it's only because of his regular experiences in nature that he's been able to, forgive the pun, stay afloat. His photos and videos are absolutely stunning. There was a series of sunrise photos that he took, I think it was yesterday morning, that were literally awesome. The very definition of awesome. They inspire awe beautiful and the other account that I was thinking about is the photographer Astrid Tonson. she takes these amazing photos and videos around London parks and waterways and whenever you think of London if most people who live outside of it whenever you think of it you tend to think of concrete and petrol fumes and a faint scent of the sewers Astrid helps to show us that there is a lot more to London than that And that it's realistic to also associate it with a baby bunny nibbling on some grass. Or birdsong as you watch some deer mooching about in the early morning mist. This world isn't all greed and pain. There's a lot of beauty in it as well. And there's never a bad time to start looking for it. After all, we're far more likely to find the things that we're looking for. Right then, folks, let's finish off for today it be nice to throw in an extra episode in the middle of the month. Apart from those interview episodes that I did, I've not been able to do extra episodes for the public very often lately because I've been so busy with client work and my patron-only episodes on a Monday. Quick plug... If you want more episodes from me, you can jump on board on Patreon and get hours and hours and hours worth of extra content, all about mental health and psychotherapy. Like I so often say, that sort of stuff doesn't totally replace therapy. Don't think that paying me a five a month is going to mean you never need to see your counsellor again. But particularly if you're on a waiting list to see someone, my Patreon content will definitely give you a head start. And who knows, maybe it means you'll need fewer sessions further down the line. So, I'll be back on Monday for patrons, and I'll be talking about the importance of action plans. So have a super weekend if you're listening to this as it comes out, because it's it's eleven forty-two on on Friday at the minute. Um, You could be listening to this a year in the future for all I know. In which case, I hope the future's great. (laughs) I'll be disappearing off now. You know where I'm. If you want more, and I'll be back before you know it. See you, folks.